there, welcome to the latest edition of the Jersnet Weekly Podcast, the independent Rangers podcast, which is brought to you by fans for fans and where the content is absolutely free. Uh, it is a special preview episode tonight. We're previewing tomorrow night's game against Ajax uh, in the Champions League. As I say to you every week, guys, it's not just the pod that we do here at Jersnet. Um, I've got the website there, so you've got forums, articles, all that kind of stuff, history archive. We'd also ask you to put the word out there on social media. Let all your friends know that we're here and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, before uh, I, I bring in my guest, uh, Eck, I'll have to mention our partners at, uh, we have a variety of partners now, let me just pull this up. Uh, first of all, Forest Precision Engineering, uh, who are a Glasgow-based engineering company and have been a commercial supporter of Rangers for many, many years. You can find out more about them at www.forestprecisioneng.com. Uh, they also have a lounge uh, in, in the main stand, an, an executive lounge. If you're interested in giving that a bash, email the club at hospitality at rangers.co.uk. should also mention Zenith Coins, who produce the official Rangers Club coin. Uh, each gold-plated coin has a unique serial number engraved on the outer rim. comes complete with a Rangers presentation box and certificate of authenticity. Uh, they've also produced the 150th anniversary collection. There's only 100, uh, sorry, 1,872 of these worldwide, which are released in small batches. Uh, if you want more information on that, get onto the website at www.zenithcoins.com uh, using discount code GN10. And finally, football prizes. Uh, this week, they're offering the chance to win a Stephen Davis signed shirt presented in a bespoke frame, a custom backdrop, and LED lights and inbuilt television. <laughs> I was quite amazed when I seen this thing. It's got a telly built into it. Uh, entry is £3.95. There's a maximum of 199 tickets available. Uh, the winner will be picked tomorrow uh, live on the Facebook, uh, sorry, the Football Prizes Facebook page from 12pm. Uh, if you want to have a, a wee look at that, get yourself on to www.footballprizes.co.uk. Uh, so that's all our partners mentioned, Beck. I can bring you in. Uh, how are you feeling after after the weekend? Uh, much the same as I look, mate. Just, just that, that, that bad. You know as I mean? bad it's, as uh, that, aye? Yeah, yeah, pretty brutal. <laughs> if there's one thing that makes you feel even older than senior fat cooping up close on YouTube, it's uh, getting gubbed at Parkhead. Yeah, yeah, pretty. Oh, it's just the way it's been gone for the last 10 years. I think it was good to get my feet back, brought back down to earth. Um, I just started to get ahead of myself. We're in the Champions League again. Everyone's going to be fine. Bang. You know, yeah. absolutely. Just absolutely brutal. Just terrible. Awful. Just a big, hairy, spotty arse of a performance. It was, it was, it was absolutely terrible, mate. And um, yeah, the worst, well, one, one of the many uh, terrible aspects about it is I was so looking forward to going into the Champions League. It's just, you know, just wanted to get, you can get beat at Parkhead. You know, this is one of these things that happened, but the way it happened is just the manner. Yeah, yeah. You had to remind yourself, you know, oh, right, come on, we're supposed to be, this is, this is a, this is a historic moment tomorrow night, a historic club we're playing. It's a, a magnificent thing, but I uh, certainly take the shine off that. It's a, uh, uh, it's a manner of it, isn't it? And it's the fact it was almost like a carbon copy of the game in February. And it's like we've not learned any lessons whatsoever. So, <laughs> yeah, I uh, a bit poor, but. You know, let's let's try and uh, remain positive uh, because we are back in the Champions League. You know, the first time in twelve years, yeah. uh, it's a, a big, big moment and a huge game. You know, against a big, a big club. Do you, do you like my my shirt? Do you like that? I do, mate. I do. Yeah, you've done that. You've done that well. Because uh, yeah. I've, I've I've got a wee pen at the back there. It's yeah, just, yeah. But as always, uh, my my thing's much smaller than yours, mate. I well, you know that's standard. Uh, I should point out it's signed by Ronald De Boer. 
Oh, is that what that is? I thought, uh, it was a, I thought you dropped your tea on it or something. No, uh, no, it's signed by Ronald DeBoer. So I stood it when he was at Rangers, I stood outside the, the, the main stand after a game one day and got him to sign it. I got him to sign a Barcelona shirt as well. I've been meaning to get him framed for years, but I'm just lazy and miserable Fantastic. when it comes to spending money on that stuff. And just honest on its own, that the Ajax strip is just, it's sheer class. That's you know, iconic, see, isn't it? And see the Aben Amro. That was the first ever, the first team ever to win the European Cup slash Champions League wearing advertising on their jersey. And that right. was the advertising. Used to see it at the fives all the time. You know, guys my age will remember in the, in the 90s after that. It was just clapping at Ajax, a club famous for their, you know, utilising space. Like no other Dutch club knows how to utilise space on the park. And they had the all blue away kit on that night against yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Milan yeah. and Vienna. Milan, yeah. And they had the Aben Amro. Just thought there was no block on the shot, just plain blue belt, kind of a kind of shadow pattern on it. But the Aben yeah. Amro going down the way, just yeah. to, you know, just making you think about the red block, even when it wasn't there. I thought that's just so, just, just, just such a classy club, you know. Yeah, they are. Uh, I, I should point out that that bank were responsible, were partly responsible for the, glo- the global crash in 2008 because it was RBS. Go. RBS took them over, and that's when it all went tits up. But anyway, we digress. Let's get back onto the football. Uh, match day one, Champions League uh, group stages tomorrow. Uh, so Ajax against Rangers, 5.45pm kickoff at the Johan Cruyff Arena. Uh, some some wee match facts for you. Ajax are making their fifth consecutive appearance in the group stages of the Champions League, uh, which is a club record. Uh, Rangers, we're, we're returning to the competition proper after a 12-year absence. Uh, obviously, with everything that happened in 2012, it's been a, a long road back. Uh, last season's competition, I mean, Ajax have been quite strong in the, in the Champions League over the last five years. Uh, obviously, they nearly got to the finals at 2019, 20, 20, something like that. You know, they were seconds from the final. Uh. Was it 19? Uh, seconds away from the final when Spurs equalised. I actually think Liverpool against Ajax would have been a far better final. I really do. Barcelona I was, I was, I was good. Barca Ajax, mate. Nah, nah, I don't like Barca anymore. Anyway, well, so, I despise I, them, but if you're talking about football, nah. <laughs> So Ajax won all six games in the, 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 the group in the group stages last season. They exited the competition uh, at the last 16 to Benfica. So, you know, won all their games last season, squished the group stages, maybe given us a wee indication of what we're up against tomorrow, although obviously some players have moved on. So when we look at the odds, Ajax are 25, draws 41, Rangers are 61. Uh, current form, Ajax have won all five of, of their last games, all domestic games. Rangers have only won two of their last five. Uh, however, two of those have been in the Champions League. Uh, previous meetings, uh, we've officially only met them once uh, competitively, which is in 96-97. Uh, Ajax won one nothing at Ibrox. I was there that night. I was in the main stand that night. George Alberts missed an absolute sitter in the latter stages. I don't know if you were there that night. Uh, I was there. I don't remember that. Uh, I, uh, I missed a sitter. Uh, that was a, just a terrible group all together. Yeah, uh, and, and Ajax beat us, they pumped us 4-1 over in Amsterdam. However, uh, we did meet them in 1973, which technically it was uh, friendly as such. Yeah, there you go. I've got both. I've got the home and away. So it was supposed to be a friendly and a centenary match, you know, celebrating Rangers' centenary. But it was also unofficially the first... Uh, European Super Cup final uh, UEFA wouldn't sanction it that season and didn't recognise it but the following season they did however there was a trophy put up for it a Dutch newspaper put a trophy up for the, the game between Rangers and Ajax in 73 Ajax won it Cruyff I think he was inspirational at Ibrox that night I think they won was it 3-1 at Ibrox 3-2 I 
three one three, three one at Ibrox and three, three, three two, two over there. Yeah, yeah. No. So yeah. Aye. 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 Three two three over, two there. over yeah. there. Quentin Young, Alan McDonald, Ari Han, and Johan Cruyff scored in both games. Um, Quentin Young scored for us in, in the Olympic Stadium in Amsterdam, but I actually took their, their big games. But uh, you've got a great article about it, mate, up in your. Yeah, your I've got a blog. You wrote if anyone, if, it's, it's one of my most popular blogs as well. At least 20 folk have read it. So, you know, it's really, it's really <laughs> popular. That's twice as many as mine. Stop boasting. <laughs> Aye, honestly, look, I, don't, I don't know what honestly. The history, I mean, that, that's, yes, there you go. You know, never mind about, you know, we're, we're always we're going to worry about Saturday, obviously, but the thing is what to celebrate is that's us back in the Champions League. We're playing Ajax, a reminder of the first ever Super Cup match, you know, although it was retrospectively given that title, took place at Ibrox. Um, it was Artemio Franchi, he was the, the president of, I think, UEFA at the time, um, who refused to sanction it as a Super Cup, as I asked yeah. suggestion, because uh, Rangers were banned for Europe at the, point, at the time after where we uh, where we interaction with the you know Guarda Civil after winning yeah. the Cup Cup in Barcelona. But Artemio Franchi, obviously famous uh, Fiorentina stadium named after him, and when Fiorentina won the Cup Winners Cup, the first ever Cup Winners Cup final, the first match which took place at Ibrox. Um, that wasn't sanctioned by UEFA, and it was Artemio Franchi or Fiorentina going to UEFA and going, "Oh come on, because we've won it, can we get?" So they sanctioned get that it? for them, you know. And of course, the first ever night of the Champions League, ninety two, ninety three, the first, the first ever uh, Champions League official night, um, Rangers Ibrox hosted that as well, you know. So yeah. it's massive, 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 totally mate, massive moment for us uh, the morning. Um, to be back at uh, the top table, and uh, I think it's, I just can't believe the the mood we're going into. It and I just, to me, it was everything. Getting back to this stage, I just, I think it's been so stressful the last ten years. Um, I don't need to tell folk why. Um, I think that the hype. We all kind of thought when we're back in the Champions League, that's the kind of that's it. You know, the, the journey's complete. We've done everything, yeah. and it's just. I actually had a. a Civil partnership kind of celebration for a wedding, if you like. Um, the Ross County game last week, so I couldn't go, didn't go to Ibrox. The first game after we, we beat PSV, which is the most nervous I've ever been watching a game in my entire life because I thought, this is it. If we can beat, and the way the game panned out, tight as anything, and we did it. I've never been so happy. Um, and I was no bothered. I wasn't bothered. I, was, I wasn't going to Ibrox in the Saturday. I wasn't even, I checked the score eventually, you know, one for nothing. I just felt, you know something? I don't actually, that's me, I'm done. I only need to support Rangers when we're in trouble and we're back. I can let them go. There's plenty of folk who take my season ticket. I'm not actually that bothered anymore. It's almost <laughs> like they were saying to me, is that right, Alec? Is that right? What if we get pumped for nothing at Park? Hey, all right, I'm bothered. Stop. Stop. You know I mean? So I'm certainly back into it anyway, mate. I'm looking forward to it in the morning. Yeah, that should be, I, mean, I mean, obviously it was a disappointment at the weekend, but, you know, we shouldn't detract from the fact that we're back at the big time. And it's a huge tie, you know. As, Colossal. When, 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 when the groups were getting pulled out the hat for the draw, when I saw that group with Liverpool and Ajax, okay, Napoli got a great history as well, especially with Maradona and all that. Amazing. But, but Liverpool and Ajax in the same group, I was just like, I want that group. I want that group. I, that's the group I want. You know what I mean? So I was delighted when it came out. Uh, so, I mean, it's a huge night. Another huge night for Gio. You know what I mean? I know he's under a bit of pressure now. And uh, domestically, there are definitely questions being asked about him, which I totally get and understand. In fact, I'm... I'm in that camp asking questions about his, his domestic uh, sort of record. But in Europe, you would have to say, you know, he's, he's nailed it so far. And uh, another big night from huge game. You would imagine he knows the opposition well, considering, you know, his background. 
and it would be it'd just be great to get to get the, the the campaign off to a positive start, especially after Saturday. You know, what I mean, and going into Petodre on 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 Saturday as well. We had this conversation outside Ibrox. Um, remember before the on the eve of the game with PSV in Eindhoven, um, and we'd had that weekend we had the two each with Hibs, which were all massively disappointed in uh, dropping points at Easter Road and, and the way it happened. And I was saying to you, sometimes you get the impression that for Rangers to to do what we're doing, you know, to to win a game of the magnitude and the difficulty uh, of Eindhoven, because Parkhead and Saturday it wasn't offering anything that we hadn't been through in Eindhoven. You know, mm-hmm. that was one of the other things about it. Um, it's almost like subconsciously, it's, I, I never think it's, it's never deliberate, but subconsciously the players almost have taken a take the fat off the gas in the domestic game or the game preceding a match of this magnitude. So I'm hoping again that that's what's happened. Apart from the fact that they should be out there fighting for their actual pride, you know, professional pride uh, tomorrow night, and that sometimes inspires you to a great result. But I'm hoping uh, in this situation tomorrow night that what's actually happening with this this, this team is, guys, yeah, they are bored domestically. They, 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 they want the big games. I don't get why Celtic at Parkhead isn't a big game for them. I don't get why yeah. they wouldn't be totally up for that without even having to think about it. Um, there was something going on in Saturday. I just, uh, I don't know what, but the lack of mental preparedness was shocking. You know, the lack of sharpness was absolutely shocking. Um, but that's something we certainly haven't seen um, in the massive games. Europe. I mean, we switched off in Belgium with a terrible performance, total non non performance, and a, t- a terrible result um, in Leuven in Belgium. But they made up for that. So I'm hoping tomorrow night it's the same thing. You know, uh, we're going to go and make up for Saturday. Use that as fuel tomorrow night. Because, mate, this is just, this is everything to us. It's absolutely everything. I was joking about this on Twitter the, the day. It's almost like, let's go back to, we won the Cup, Winners' Cup. You know, we get banned for defending it. We get banned for the competition for two years and got it commuted to a year. When we, when we get back into the top flight after liquidation, that was a big thing. Get back up, to get back into the top flight. Done it in great style under Warburton. End up losing the Scottish Cup final. A total debacle as a riot in the yeah. park. And it's like, we finally get back into the Champions League and we're getting, we're worst humping uh, in an old firm game since since before Gerard arrived. It's almost like we can't enjoy anything. We, we've got to predict a riot for tomorrow. Well, you don't have a riot with Ajax, by the way. They, they, they boys are, they, they're handy, you know. Um, no, I think it's just, okay, it's like the Benz, mate. It's not just, it's not just Radiohead's second best album. I think if you're, you're coming up really quickly, you've got to decompress at times. Yeah. Sorry to keep going on about it, but we're coming up for the third division and we're in the Champions League group stage in the space of 10 years. In a Champions League group, I mean, Liverpool, I'm of an age where it was Liverpool that dominated. The first European Cup final I remember, Liverpool won it. It was the first, the first one Liverpool had won, 77. That's the first European Cup final I remember watching that as a kid, one of my earliest football memories. I used to go out the back door kicking the ball about. I was scoring for Rangers into the cop, and that was my dream. You know, yeah. Rangers to go and play at Anfield in Europe. You know, they're 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 the British team, the European British team par excellence. And you know, Man United three European Cups, Liverpool get six. You know, it's just it's an absolute dream to be in this stage. And I just think to, to get from you know, oh, the ball in the hedge and that pish, you know, it breaking and to be here within the space of ten yeah. years, there's gonna be moments where it just the whole club just seems to kind of decompress, just like they need to take a breath. Scottish football wasn't taking a breath. It's Ranu Latapia's and yeah. and, uh, and Saturday. So I hope it's that same thing where it's just it's almost subconsciously been too much for us. How well we've done, you know, um, and just get into this tomorrow night because the record against. I mean, this is this is we're, we're completing the tour. 
you know, when Gerard was taking us through the Europa League, the final absolute epic over there, the two weeks beating them at Ibrox. Willem Tway, one of our most underrated performances ever. During the COVID season, it was just a one-off game. We played mm. them in the, in the Europa League qualifiers. Beat them 4 nothing in Holland. You know, and just an amazing per- performance. And then that's us done Eindhoven as well. So, you know, not just the big three. We're actually taking on the whole of the Netherlands over the last three or four years <laughs> since we come back into Europe. And to end it with Ajax, um, who I still think are different gravy. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think it's 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 something we should be enjoying, just enjoying the fact that we have this fixture. And I'm really going right back to you should discuss this with Ross and yourself all the time. I'm going back to my my kind of base attitude going into these big European games since since we we, we come back for liquidation, which is don't get humped, just don't make an arse of yourself. And anything after that for me uh, is a bonus because it's magnificent to be back in this this stage, mate. I said, it's funny you talk about Feyenoord and, and PSV because I said that to my, my boy when the, the draw was made. I was like, that's you, completed the set. You know what I mean? You've, you've done the three top ones in Holland, but he's going to, obviously, when, when they come to Ibrox. So, yeah, a, a big thing. I mean, Ajax, you know, as I said, they've, they've performed really well in the, the Champions League over the last five years. Lost a few players through the summer there, though, which Ajax routinely do. You know, they, they build a team up. They do really well. Uh, they come within seconds of qualifying for a Champions League and then they rebuild and, and, and they're in one of those processes at the moment. It was interesting, I noticed that uh, their boss, Alfred Schreider, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, he, he seemed pretty keen to dismiss the, the, the old film result at the weekend saying he's not focusing on that, he was focusing on the PSV result. So even although Rangers do appear to be in a bad place at the moment, you know those comments would suggest to me that he sees there could be a sting in the tail here, you know, that his team need to be wearing that. Aye, you're never going to get an opposition manager saying, "Oh, they get tanked in Saturday, so we should we should pitch out them tomorrow night." It's going yeah. to be, you know, he's obviously and it's long enough. That, like we saw with Liverpool, <laughs> the team that we're getting um, in the, the Europa League. That's what this this happened the weekend that I was at that wedding. It was just after we qualified, and I literally literally sat there the night we qualified against PSV, and I thought. I might never go back to see Rangers. They, they don't need me anymore. This is I'm done. I've put in my shift. I've put in. I'm 53 now. I should have all the stuff I want today. Um, and last Saturday, the team, the, the biggest team we've got in this Champions League group, won nine nothing. And on the Sunday, the biggest team that we've got to face in the domestic situation, won nine nothing. You know, and yeah. it's like Christ Almighty. So and and uh, Jurgen Klopp said that um, when he's doing his usual patronising stuff. You know, he's a lovely guy when he's winning uh, Jurgen Klopp and a bitter bastard when he's getting beat. But he said that about um, Scott Parker. I mean, you're getting a wee patronising pat in the arm and all that um, during the game. He said Scott Parker knew Liverpool had just got beat at Old Trafford. Um, so that's that's the worst result possible for them, really. It, it, losing to, to Man U. So we should be doing the same thing tomorrow night. I'm not saying we're going to go beat Ajax 9 nothing, but we should be that same kind of bastard uh, that Klopp yeah. has, we should have that <clears> same kind of we bounce back for this in the, in the best possible manner, you know, and taking it in for this game in the morning night would, would, would be that. In terms of the squad, uh, nothing really mentioned and uh, Gio's presser was quite late actually, it was, it was, I only noticed it had been on about an hour before we came on air so I had to sort of brush on and slightly tweak the agenda. Uh, no real sort of comments in terms of the squad other than the goalkeeper which will come on. However, I, I did notice uh, ben Davis was, was was training with him the day he was spotted training, which is interesting. You know, there's might a wee chance that he, he could could feature. Aye, and maybe a wee chance we're pushing um, 
were a man. Oh my God, I forgot his bloody name. How, how bad is that? Aye, pushing, pushing sands. <laughs> There's too much <laughs> kind of IRA-related stuff going on on Saturday. Maybe I'm just forgetting <laughs> that name as well on purpose. Um, but maybe get him pushed up into a midfield that really struggled uh, in, in Saturday. Didn't really exist uh, in, in that game in Saturday. So aye, I, think we'd, I think we need to see something different. You know, um, I don't really care what position it's in. There needs to be a wee kind of kick up the arse uh, from the manager and uh, something, a, a different a different couple of faces. Uh, I'm sure there will be. I can't see him starting with the same the same team that he put out uh, on Saturday. Uh, but I mean, anybody, anybody we can get, anybody start seeing, because the board's come under a lot of heavy pressure uh, just now as well, when they have actually signed, what, six, seven new players. Um, just, they're all injured <laughs> or they're all get, you know, personal problems. Uh, they've yeah. stopped them. They've stopped them playing. So we need to start seeing uh, some of the stuff that Ross Wilson has uh, been allowed to do. You know, some of the money that we have spent, um, because I think there's there's uh, real dissent in the ranks uh, just now. It's growing. I don't. I think a lot of it's it's uh, OTT, but um, a lot of it's actually pretty on point. So we need to need to start showing that there's. You've said a few times, Colin, um, that you thought this this team was coming to it's it reached its natural kind of end. It's yeah. this cycle, of Rangers. And um, I was never hundred percent on board with that, but by Christ, what I saw, what I saw on Saturday, you know, it, it's always got to be an OTT. Yeah, it's always got to be. It's, it, you can't just have a bad day at the office. That doesn't happen at Rangers. It's mm-hmm. long term, and everybody's got to get sacked. You know, it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, but the, the level of perform of non-performance on Saturday, and the fact that it happened in February uh, as well, and we didn't seem yeah. to have learned for it. The fact that Celtic fans have actually, and the second in close-ups before the game kicked off, you see the. You know, we will never stop. Celtic tell you what they're going to do, and we somehow couldn't couldn't cope with that. We, we seem to deliberately kind of switch off against a team who have told you to your face and from the stands, we're going to keep coming at you really fast. Yeah. Celtic have done that. Celtic have done that for decades. You know, so I think the players need um, the proverbial rocket up them, um, and a, any kind of change in personnel tomorrow night uh, would suit me fine because we we, we just can't be doing that again. In, term, in terms of that midfield. Can you talk about Lundstrom because you know he was he was so instrumental last season, especially in that run to to, to the, the Europa League final. But I genuinely think this season he's I don't want to say he started in a, a similar vein to, to what he did last season, but I don't think he started well. I, I think it's fair to say that. Um, well, I think again, what Saturday uh, definitely kind of colours your judgment uh, of him. I think he's been fine, Colin, in the in the majority of games, um, but. And I think, God, what game was it? I'm struggling to remember. One, one, of, one of the home games, we're, we're not conceding any goals at home in the league, you know, but actually like Stephen Gerrard's 55 season, doing the actual teams are beating Kilmarnock 2 nothing, and we a few, a few 4 nothings as well. This is the kind of stuff we were doing at the start of that at Ibrox. We also drew away with Hibs um, that season and struggled at Livingston. Um, but no, the, what happened on Saturday just uh, completely changes that equation. But I think Lundstrom's done well um, in, in, in quite a few of the games this season but in Saturday, even within 18 seconds just summed up the performance if you told me on Friday night Lundstrom's going to go in there and within 18 seconds he's going to pick Kyogu out of the game and he's not going to get sent after him I think that's brilliant that's what John Lundstrom's there to do he is the best on earth and he did that and it made no difference you know what I mean we couldn't we just couldn't stop him at all um, yeah. and I think I don't know if you get done to I've you know well played to you and the boys uh, on Sunday night for, for watching the game back. I haven't watched it back again. Um, I, I, I really couldn't, you know, but I don't know if he get dunted by somebody during the game, but he seemed to come right off the pace, you know. Um, one of the goals, he's he's letting his man get in front of him. 
Um, they're, they're launched from kind of getting in front of him. You know, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of that been going on after Sunday. You know, particularly with the keeper who we'll talk about. You know, we're trying to we're, we're trying to find one reason and one kind of. I know you're not trying to do this about Lundstrom, but we're trying to find some somebody, be it Ross Wilson, be it John McLaughlin, be it Geo, whatever. Somebody's to blame for this. Get them, you know, and it, yeah. it can't it can't can be a, an unsolvable problem because we're all terrified of getting back to getting back to where we were in the, in old firm games. But it's not going to happen like that. But I don't. I, I would have lunch from back in the other morning, mate. Uh, as long as he's as long as he's fit. Right, uh, on to Gio's presser again today. As I said, there was he was asked a few questions about you know players not coming in after the the, the Champions League was secured, and I think there was a feeling. Uh, you know, we would be bringing someone in once that, that money was secured, especially when you consider the, the money that's come in through the sales of Bassey and Aribo and Patterson. I think there's a wee bit of money even come in from Gilmore, for Billy Gilmore going to Brighton. I think there's been a oh, lot of yeah. sell on some money's coming in. So, I mean, the money has been piling in, obviously the Champions League cash as well. And, it, you know, he was, he was very sort of, not, you know, I'm happy with my team. Uh, no regrets about not bringing anyone in. And he started talking, you know, this, obviously Calvin Bassey's in this team tomorrow. Uh, he started using him as an example, saying, "You know that that's what we're all about. You know, we have players, we want to improve them, we want to develop them, and make them better. And, and that's pretty much all we're about now. And you know, I think I think someone referenced Sands as a possibility for that as well. So it, it's interesting that you know that seems to be the way that, that Gio's thinking that he's happy with his squad. It's up to him to make these players better. Aye." Um... And as a Dutchman, I, I, I'm quite happy to hear that from him, to be honest. I know people are looking at it as an excuse. Um, people are not getting the reaction they want from Gio. They want him to be to be visibly hurting as much as the rest of us by that performance uh, on Saturday. But Giovanni van Bronckhorst, I couldn't tell you what he said in any press conference because he's so boring. Whether we're you know, getting into the Champions League, whether we're reaching the Europa League final, or whether we're getting pumped three and four on the parkhead. I couldn't tell you a single thing that he said after. The only time I ever saw any kind of reaction from him, um, I would have expected, you know, like if it had been me in his place, was after the three now at Parkhead back in February, mm-hmm. uh, where he had a look in his face like, right, that's me, I'm taking control now. This is, I've gave these guys their head. Um, that's Gerard's team, they're doing all right, you know, but that was unacceptable from now on. And it's like it started at half time, we thought that night, you know, because we, you know, a better second half. Um, and then we went one five nil against Hearts and two 0 against Hibs in the next couple of league games. It looked like there'd been a kind of bounce back, and it was now Geo's team. And then the European run seemed to seemed to compound yeah. that. Um, but for it to happen again uh, on Saturday, I'm looking for him to be like as raging as the rest of us. I just don't think that's any system. I just don't think that's how he works. As I said, as I said to you before, I think he's more likely to be an absolute psychopath than he is to be like a ranter and raver and a bit of a, you know likes a bit of a rammy. He just, I think he's a cold hard killer type. Um, and I think he keeps everything on a balance. Everything's analytical. I mean, we don't like that. The Giovanni Van Bronck, if he's building for the future, that's okay with me. Dick Advocat was the same. He was a bit more robustious and all that, and a bit, you know, a good laugh yeah. and what have you, a bit more of a character. Uh, but Dick Advocat won two old firm games by four goals, and they lost two old firm games by four goals. One of them, Giovanni Van Bronck, scored their goal in a 5 1 defeat at Parkhead. We went on to win the treble. You know, yeah. we went on to win the league at Parkhead that season. Then obviously there's a, there's a 6-2 defeat which started the Martin O'Neill era yeah. um, and that started their domination for a, for a few years, eventually get rid of uh, uh, Advocat um, and Gio played in that game as well. And I find that with the Dutch. I find that they're very good at winning heavily 
and they're very good at losing heavily as well. <laughs> We've all been talking about how uh, Stephen Gerrard, I think it was three times he lost a game by two goals. Three different games, I think. Yeah. I think three different, one, one was in Europe. Um, just, it was always, a lot of the games are really dour as well. You know, um, it's, I think it's just, a, it's, a, it's a Dutch, it's a Dutch thing. I think especially when they're coming to Scotland, probably when they're, when they're known their own country and it doesn't even maybe affect them as much as it should. But it's also, they're a very cerebral country, the way they play football. Ajax, they're very violent, you know, very physical. Yeah. Um, but the, the way they play football, the way they set it out, very, very cerebral. They think these things through. Uh, and I'm hoping that's what's going on with Gio. Um, and I think, I would love to know their actual plans, but as I was saying today, I think Dick Advocat is the reason we've brought Ock and Howie. He insisted, I'm not coming to Rangers unless you build me a state-of-the-art training facility, because that's a disgrace not to have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Giovanni Van Brockers, with, especially with Dave Voss there uh, as well. And we've now got the guy, I don't know, his, I can never remember his name. Sounds like Bola Yeah, yeah I know. I know. Um, I know he's, about- we've got a guy from Man City as well. Uh, so they should all be about infrastructure and all about development. Colin, we went to... Sorry, I'm, I'm a bit, bit upset with the way things went on Saturday. We went to Tynecastle um, last game of last season against the team we were playing the following season, the following week in the Scottish Cup final. We put the wings out and we beat them 3-1. We beat Hearts 3-1 yeah. at Tynecastle. I know it was a bit of a dead rubber and what have you. Hearts maybe holding back because of the Cup final. But if I'm actually in a situation just now where I believe in the trickle-down. People keep talking about Europe being... Uh, the league being our bread and butter. I know Doogie mentioned this on Sunday. I'm not going to go at Doogie. I love Doogie. Great, great guy. And he always gives me a shout. And um, I think he speaks really, really well. And he backs up everything he says as well, which I think is always really important. But people keep using this phrase. I've seen it all over the media and everything. You know, but the league's are bread and butter. The league's are bread, bread and butter's a side dish. Rangers are, you know, steak and chips. You know, we, are, uh. we, we want the... You no, know, we're talking about the other euphemism dining at the top table, you know, because we're back in the Champions League. Exactly. There's, I, I have believed my whole life... If, this is how we've got back to this situation, is through Europe. Stephen Gerrard led the Rangers' rebirth through European football, you know, and you know, like, you can't even rely on winning a European trophy every season, Alec, you know, to, to get into Champions League. What bloody penalty kicks for Dane exactly that last season? So I'm actually quite happy uh, if this obsession that a lot of people have with youth every time we lose a, a game domestically is actually seen out by Dave Voss and by Gio. If you want to put something in place, if that is to be our model, because look at this club we're playing tomorrow night and what they do. You know, um, I would be quite happy if we put the looking B team out at Aberdeen on Saturday and we just kept, especially in this run, especially the, the World Cup squashing the programme, um, the schedule for the Champions League, I'd be quite happy if we put the first team out into Europe, let them do what they do, let them do what they only seem to be interested in doing. Because I don't care about winning the League Cup. League Cup. If we're, in a, if we're in a European group stage, and if it's the Champions League group stage, I'm even less bothered about um, what we do domestically. Obviously, you get to a point where if you're no one in domestically, you're not getting into Europe. But yeah. at this point in time, nobody gives a shit about, no, nobody else outside Scotland cares about who wins the league in Scotland. They watch it, it's the European profile that they're interested in. Um, and I just, I'd be quite happy if, if Geo can work something whereby. Alec Lowry, Charlie McCann, you know, are coming into midfield. Actually, quite I think this now needs them, um, and giving them the game time and uh, and developing them because nobody knows like the Dutch Barry Ferguson, you know, yeah. and Dick Advocat that they brought on Barry Ferguson, uh, one of the best players we've ever seen playing the Rangers midfield. Um, and I'd be quite happy if there's some sort of long term model they're putting in place because we can't quite rely on, you know, we don't have the money that the big leagues have got, and Ajax are the top team at doing this probably in the world. The Netherlands population is 17 million. It's you know, three, four times the population of Scotland. But uh, 
Um, they've won four European Cups, Colin. They've won every European trophy going. You know, one of only six clubs to do that. They've won and lost every European final there is. Well, mm-hmm. three of them. We've got four now because the Conference League. Uh, and the first Conference League final, it was final that lost the final. And the, the Dutch yeah. just know how to do it, um, how to maximise what they've got. And they play, you look at the roster of players that Ajax have lost this summer and the amount of money they're going for. You know, their supporters get every much right, more right to be outraged. That they've only spent 23 million on Calvin Bassey and a, you know a few other players. They've, they've taken in hundreds of millions this summer. But yeah. that's no comfort to me tomorrow night because Ajax know how to change their team like nobody else because they know how to bring on youth as well. And that's, I think that's what we should start doing as well. Sorry, I'm going too long, mate. Sorry. <laughs> it's been doing like nothing the past few days. Right, onto the keeper, onto the keeper situation. Uh, now I was I was speaking to John McCallum and David on the WhatsApp. David had sort of suggested that uh, he thought McLaughlin might get might get dropped tomorrow, and me and John came in. Not so sure. However, uh, I've been watching Gio's presser there. He was asked about you know he's number one tomorrow. And he was a little bit cagey, you know. He just gave an answer along the lines of, you know, after a bad result, a manager might look to change things, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of thought, listen to him, I thought, oh, you've not not said that McLaughlin's playing there. You've not said that he keeps his place. So, I mean, I'm not saying McGregor is coming in, but it seems to me that it's it's up for grabs. Yeah. I think the most concerning thing for me, I could make excuses or I I could see... McLaughlin has not been to blame for the first three goals. The fourth one, obviously, <laughs> that's just yeah. absolutely, it's actually laughable. Um, but the thing about it was, what was it, 78 minutes or something? We're kind of halfway through the second half. We've blown away in the first half. We were never going to score. We could have played them one to We just never looked like we were going to score um, a, a goal on Saturday. But we had all that possession and we were maybe we're going to try and you know, get back into the game. And Celtic hadn't been pressuring us. Because Celtic tired because they put everyone in the first half, but they tired at the end of last season because they put everyone into you know kind of mm-hmm. second to third part of the season. Um, John McLaughlin was under no pressure. There was no, there was no barrage of pressure for Celtic. It was quite the opposite. It was a, it was a, it was a kick out for us, and he's just given it straight to. And that, that that to me indicated a man whose confidence was shot. He thought he was to blame for you know one or two or maybe all three of the goals we conceded in the yeah. first half. Um, psychologically, it was it was really worrying, you know. Just Alan McGregor's made you know horrific ricks and what have you. Andy Gorham, we always talk about Andy Gorham. His first few games for Rangers, you know, selling selling the jerseys at Tynecastle and against Hibs in the, the League Cup semi final. Come on, to be the you know not just the greatest goalkeeper I've ever seen, but one of the greatest Rangers players ever. But I think McLaughlin looks like, unlike the players, he hasn't got over that whatever happened to him in the first half. You know, he's he's really felt the pressure. Um, and it's gonna, it's gonna melted his head. What he did for that fourth goal was indicated to me a guy who needs to be dropped. Apart from anything else, but never mind. Yeah. You know, I was one that was like, no, I'm quite happy. With, it seemed obvious to me that, that McGregor was going to be the, the you know, the, the backup this season. Um, and everybody was somehow wanting rid of Alan McGregor. It's like you've got a guy like that as backup, you hang on to him. You know what I mean? It's, it seemed, it seemed kind of silly. Um, but I meet more in words, no, because I, I wanted to get rid of McGregor, but because we. I, I think it looks like we should have brought somebody else in. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's what I'm with it. You know, and and it's but it was Saturday that made me decide that, and you know, there's plenty of folk out there thinking, well, that's what you get for no, 
back in their point of view with the keeper in the summer. But um, I, could, I just I think the guy looks like he, his confidence is shot, and um, he could maybe do be getting getting dropped apart from anything else. Yeah, uh, up front, it, obviously Cholak's been started recently with Morelos been injured. Morelos starting to come back into things now after he's uh, sort of slapping the wrist from Gio. What are you thinking for tomorrow then, Ed? Do you think Morelos will be back in or are we starting with Cholak? I really don't know. Man. I don't, and I, say, I know I say this all the time, I know people want hard predictions and, you know, pick your money where your mouth is and all that. I don't really see the point in that because I, I obviously don't know. But I, 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 I'm really choice, really split down the middle. Um, depends how we're going to play it. I think with Cholak, you would say that he looks like a guy who needs Rangers to have a lot of possession. That's not what happened to Eindhoven. He scored the winner. Mm-hmm. Um, over there uh, we were a, bit, a, bit, a fair bit of possession but mostly we were playing kind of uh, behind the ball rather than getting to the byline and, and, and pulling it back for the kind of stuff that he probably likes as a, as a penalty box predator you're thinking maybe against Ajax we need Alfie's rolling players and you know kind of ragdolling guys and the, the, the physicality and the movement as well as you know his finishing isn't as good as, as Cholax but Alfie will pull out a spectacular finish um, I don't know it's just the, the question for me is his fitness and obviously yeah. Gio's, going, Gio's going to assess that. I thought it was one of the few things that was kind of funny about Saturday was watching Alfredo totally in the doghouse with the club and with a lot of the fans for what happened at Easter Road. That's the only way he wasn't getting sent off on Saturday was because he was like, he knew he couldn't afford another one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or maybe it's because he's wanting to get in the Champions League, but he just, they're taking the abuse for 60,000 Celtic fans. Kind of, I'm no bothered. But it's usually he's, yeah, you know, he's, yeah. he's the first one to react. But um, I, I'm hoping he's, I don't know how much fitness he can get back up with it, having played a full game uh, this season. Um, but I would, I would put it this way: I'm actually in a situation I wouldn't be bothered to as I wouldn't be bothered if it's Cholak or Alfredo. Um, I'd be quite happy with either of them. But I'd be, I'd be interested to see Alfie's fitness, and I don't know, I don't know that Ajax away from home uh, is, is is the best time to test that. So, Cholak, Cholak, you've you've talked yourself, you've talked yourself in there. You see my brain working there. <laughs> I seen your workings. You get extra marking for your workings. You. <laughs> right. So you know, last couple of points. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's great to be here. You know, great to be back in the Champions League after the last sort of ten years, the journey, all that kind of things. You say we went from the the ball in the hedge to the top table via a European final. It should be pointed out, and and uh, a league championship as well. So you know, we're back at the, the big table, but it's it's a properly tough group. Uh, I mean, it really is. I mean, as much as we're all loving it, it's, it, it is a proper toughie. You know, Liverpool, Ajax, obviously, be favourites to qualify. You look at Napoli, they'll be tough to beat as well. You know, what are the realistic ambitions and targets that we can we, we can get in this group? If, I mean, if, I, I'm, I'm looking at third if we're very lucky. I, that's it. I, th- I, th- I think that's all we can realistically aim for. You know what I mean? But Geo makes you almost scared. To, 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 to do that <laughs> you know what I mean I mean we're looking we're sitting there I switched on the telly earlier on the night and there's, uh, there's Borussia Dortmund a packed Westfalen playing playing Copenhagen in the Champions League you know it's a team we you know a team we destroyed in, in Dortmund last season you know um, is what we did to Leipzig as well it's I don't know I dare to believe and, it's, and, and as I say maybe the 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 way we're just slipping backwards domestically is an indication that these players are already targeting Europe again, that that's where they want to be. We've got a lot a lot of non-Scottish players, and I'm always suspect about that when it comes to all-firm games. You know, um, a lot of non-Scottish players who 
I think anybody else in the world, it, it gets to me four times a season you're playing Celtic at least, you know, and it's just the pressure cooker stuff. It gets to me. Uh, never mind a guy who's, you know, just, you know, wanting to advance his career and just visiting Scotland. Um, it can be really boring, the domestic grind. They know what they've signed up for. They should try to find a way to enjoy it. But Europe, I'm quite happy for that to bring the best out of them now because the Champions League is is where it's at. There's all sorts of political and what have you problems with the, with the Champions League, but it's the European Cup. That's the it's the greatest tournament in the world for me, as, as far as I'm concerned. It's the only one to be in. Uh, Rangers will never be satisfied until we win it. The foot, don't laugh. The football landscape changes all the time. Um, you never know what can happen, um, especially in these straightened financial times. We can end up, you know, the Super League could lead on to some sort of, you know, secondary Super League and it's us and Celtic getting promotion. You never know. We could be champ. We could, we just need to be champions of Europe one day. That's that's the thing we should always be striving for ultimately uh, at Rangers because if they can do it, we can certainly do it and we should do it. So it's fantastic just to be back in here and playing a bit with that theory again. Um, fantastic to be in the same park as Ajax and Liverpool and Napoli. I mean, Diego Maradona. You know, be, the next the next game we'll play at Ibrox is against the, the club in light blue shirts who retired the number 10 jersey. And the last game we played at Ibrox, it be number 10 in a light blue jersey for Queen of South scored an absolute world day that Maradona would have been proud of. You know, it's 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 magical to, to be in this group, mate. It's magical to be in this company. And I just want Rangers to absolutely go for it. Uh, give it everything. Do do their run to Seville, uh, Seville again. You know, go for, go for that kind of thing again, and just get us, just just get us that third place, and we'll just go and win the Europa League this season. You know, just just live with them. I just want to live with them. And I just the idea of Rangers playing at Anfield, the idea of Rangers playing at Ajax again, the idea of Rangers in the Diego Maradona Stadium, the old Sao Paulo, it's absolutely gorgeous. You know, and we all deserve it as fans, I think. And um, I just hope the players are as up for it as as we are. Do you want me to put another smile on your face? Eh? Go for it. Real Madrid Real Madrid are winning 3 on. So, three there we go. 3 on. <laughs> Get it up, um. God, that's no, it's, it's, no, it's not even about, it's not even about, um, you know, just slagging your neighbour or what have you. And it's total Celtic behaviour to be, um, to be given it. Yeah, because <laughs> somebody else is doing it, but we couldn't do it to them. But it's, I think we'll find maybe something we don't want to know about Postacoglu. I was worried. Maybe, maybe we're sitting watching a manager who is actually, continually improving them. Maybe they're getting better and better. He'd get better yeah. as a manager with them last season. But they did that by shitting out of Europe. You know, they shot out of Europe. And to me, you've got to be trying on all fronts. And the reason a lot of your game, domestic games are turgid is because the players don't know how to stop trying. You know, they just can't yeah. help, you know, be more energised uh, uh, for Europe. So, as a worry for me that if Celtic actually did something in the Champions League this season, then maybe we just, you know, just need to wait until Postacoglu goes to Leeds United or Bournemouth or wherever he's going to go, you know. <laughs> but uh, I've, I've been very interested to find out how, how they'll get on when they're trying to cope with Europe as well. Something we've excelled in over the last four or five years. Yeah. Um, so, aye, that's, that, that, that's, that's, that, that's good to see. Um, but they get beat after the champions of Norway. That was the, the best team they'd ever seen in their life. But they're playing the actual European champions in it. So no, that's we'll see how that we'll, we'll see how they go on when they're in the, the Champions League as well. When they're trying to mix Europe with the, the domestic situation. That's it. That's it. So I just the reason I know is because I got a wee message on my phone there and I thought I'll check Twitter. And yeah, so the third goals just went in. So a uh, final point for the night, uh, a wee bit of a disappointing one. Uh, there's been a bit of an issue with the, the official travel. The, the, the company behind it, CTN, have changed a lot of stuff. Club have come out and said that they'll, they'll offer uh, 
you know, a refund to supporters that can't do it now because, you know, the changes at the last minute. Uh, they're, they're not going direct to Amsterdam anymore. I think they're going via Brussels and, and all this kind of stuff. A lot of anger on social media when it was announced. So I say, the club have offered a discount and, and seem to have reacted quite quickly in, in dealing with some of the negative stuff. But it's still quite disappointing. And I believe it's not the first issue that we've had with, with CTM. I, I think there was a lot of issues with Seville. Uh, and it's just, again, just that feeling of when it, when it comes to like fan engagement and what we're getting for the club, it's just, they could do better, I think. You know, the, the, the supporters that have gone to these games deserve better, I think. Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And this is this is kind of stuff that you get in, you know, commercial managers, business managers, you get professionals in to, in the hope that these, these are the kind of things that they should be able to get right pretty easily. This is nothing to do with infrastructural changes, you know, uh, as we're coming back for, you know, playing in the Challenge Cup in the third division. This is just your basic stuff. Um, so I, they, should be, they should be getting this right. A lot... Listen, it's amazing what losing 4-0 at Parkhead uh, can do for, you know, everything at Rangers. Everything uh, is at fault just now. So they're not helping themselves uh, with that. Obviously, we had a lot of problems with it. A lot of negative uh, feedback with the pricing and the way they were charging for the, the Champions League tickets themselves, which I thought was perfectly right. It was absolutely, a lot of it was just horrendous. Um, so, I mean, I, I think the criticism was, was right. The, the club were, were horrendous in that. But listen, we're playing against Fenway Sport, you know, in the Champions League and we've got parts of Hamilton, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm, and I'm really grateful to them. You know, I'm really grateful to... Uh, the directors that we've got, the guys that, that, that saved the club in a lot of ways uh, when they when they come in, and I don't think for it to be everything they're doing is completely rang overnight, you know. And I, I've always think going to anger on all fronts has been a, it's, a, it's a thing at Rangers. I, I kind of ingratitude, I kind of failure for any kind of to, to reach any kind of context. Often powers us to do better, but I think uh, a lot of times it, 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 to do better on the part, but a lot of times it actually kind of ends up being counterproductive. So we've got to kind of rein it in just now um, and, and gear it give the directors a bit a, a bit of a chance, you know. Um but that's that kind of stuff's that kind of stuff's no helping. Um so I hope everybody gets there, they get there safe and they get there back in, in plenty of time. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, safe travels to everyone who's going to the game tomorrow. Uh, and the rest of us will just be here watching it on the telly. Uh, I'm actually playing five sides after it. I might wear my top. Who knows? <laughs> uh, anyway. No, I, love, I don't get into that anyway, right? Trust me. Uh, <laughs> right, a big thanks to Ek. We'll call time there. A big thanks to Ek for his contribution. Great stuff as always. We were live tonight on the Tuesday night. I had to think about that. I was going to say the Wednesday there. Uh, but the pod will be available to download and stream on a variety of platforms tomorrow, from uh, including Acast, iTunes, YouTube, Castbox, Spotify, all the usual places. Big thanks to Ek. Uh, there'll be a preview show out on Friday. I can't recall off the top of my head who's on that, uh, but get yourself onto that. I'll be previewing the Aberdeen game on Saturday. And obviously we'll have the flagship show on Sunday covering everything from Saturday's game. In the meantime, get yourself onto the Jersnet, having a shocker the night. The Jersnet website and forums at www.jersnet.co.uk. Uh, until the